Welcome to another edition of the latest Shiny Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Spector. And with me, as usual, is uh, Mr. Rob Hirschfeld. Good day, Rob. Stephen, hello. Well, it was good to see you, Rob. You know, for our listeners, sometimes Rob and I end up at the same conferences, and it keeps happening lately. So I'm not sure if this is a good or bad thing, but I'm seeing you more, Rob, now than I can remember when we work together. <laughs> I think that might be the case. I'm, uh, we had to split. We had to split tasks before. Now we end up in the snowstorms together and uh, traveling across yeah. the country. Yeah, I'm not going to Denver again when it's 78 on Sunday and snowing in the 30s on Monday. So Denver, although I, I did enjoy Denver, is a good city. You, you, but, you, might, you might even say that was an omen. An omen of the oh, – well, when this pod comes, podcast comes out, we will do a podcast on the Open Infrastructure uh, Summit uh, for everyone. We'll be working on that. I'm not sure if that's going to come out before or after this, but uh, we'll have some thoughts on that. But and, and we're, I, I'm, Yeah, go I ahead. Put out, I would put out a call for people if uh, you have impressions or thoughts about that. Steve and I both have a long history, and uh, good or bad, or you just want to talk about where, where open stack and open infrastructure is going, please give us a shout. We'd yeah, love to, love to talk with you. Yeah, so, um, but I'm excited today. You know, we did a gaming podcast uh, a little while back uh, when I was at the Gaming Developer Conference, and I'm excited because we have a partner from Europe that works with Edge Gravity um, called Black Nut, and we have their CEO, Olivier Avaro, with us today to talk more about gaming and uh, even more interesting, gaming in Europe. I wonder if it's different than gaming everywhere else. You never know. So let me introduce Olivier. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. Well, we're excited to have you here. But before we jump into uh, all sorts of interesting gaming conversations about infrastructure, can you just give us a little quick background on yourself and maybe a little bit about your company? No, sure, absolutely. And then um, thanks for the, uh, the opportunity to, uh, to be on this, uh, on this show. So um, about myself, uh, very quickly. So a long time ago, I was uh, I was an engineer. Okay, I was working on uh, on video coding technologies. Um, it was back in my R and D days in in Orange Labs, and this is where I got acquainted with uh, audio and video streaming. Then I created a first uh, startup named Streamezo, and Streamezo was actually um, uh, an SDK, a framework for developing application and publishing this application on all the different mobile devices, right? So at that stage, it was already about defragmenting a space uh, and bringing content everywhere. And BlackNet is actually a, a summary of my working life and also what I did before when I was a teenager and enjoy gaming a lot. So it's about bringing games in a streaming way to every device. That's it, that's BlackNet. Is, uh, is, is being a gamer uh, a prerequisite for, for Running a gaming company, uh, I don't think so. Fantasy. Everybody's <laughs> fantasy is y'all take breaks, you right, spend the afternoon uh, doing quality quality control in the games. No, absolutely. So that's great because yes, at least I think every everyone in Blacknet is actually enjoying gaming. Uh, I don't think it is a prerequisite, but it happened that you know um, every person, including the the HR and GNA lady, is actually enjoying gaming. So. So indeed, we are also a company of gamers. Are you allowed? So this is interesting. So if I'm taking a break at work and playing games and I work at a gaming company, can the CEO say that's not acceptable? This seems like a dream. <laughs> yeah, it's a dream, a prerequisite. And actually, uh, everybody is enjoying, you know, discovering the new game that we put on the platform every week. 
uh, including myself. So, you know, I, I can probably not do it so often during the week, but on, on Saturday mornings, the first thing I do is actually I launch the BlackNet application and I'm looking what are the, uh, the awesome games that are new on the platform and I play a bit. And um, then in, in the afternoon and later on the Sunday, I used to play with my kid as well uh, to some of the games that we can enjoy together. Sounds awesome. And and the platform that you're you're describing is really one that creates a certain degree of ubiquity. Um, it's a game. It's a game streaming platform. You, you, it's worth giving some background because I want to I want to dig into the tech behind this and and the challenges for streaming games to people. But can you can you sort of describe what what it looks like from that you know sort of what the game experience is for people yeah absolutely i think we um we basically wanted to bring the game experience to something that is as simple as the spotify experience or these experience to listen to music or as a netflix or hulu experience to look at video right so basically when you experience this kind of media you don't want to care about the hardware you have, right? You don't want to care about uh, what was called a CD player or DVD player, or you know the kind of uh, memory you have on your laptop, or if you have enough power to actually run the, the, the media content. So we wanted to have this experience as simple as this. I access a catalog of games, I can browse, I can discover, and then in just one click, I get access to the game. And this on every screen. I don't have to download an application. I don't have to install it. I don't have to verify that I got the required, you know, hardware to, to actually run it. Uh, it's basically game made as simple as accessing, you know, audio and video streaming. Makes a lot of sense. I, I usually think of that as like virtual desktops for game consoles. Is that a fair sort of generalization? Yeah, I think it's fair in the sense that it is actually using the same underlying technology, which is actually, um, having the processing power in the cloud so actually the game is actually executed on the cloud and not in the local device and stream in the form of a video stream but the constraint that we had in gaming compared to actually what you have in virtual desktop are uh, i would say much more constrained in terms of uh, bandwidth stability of that bandwidth in terms of latency in terms of variation of the latency, which is what is called jitter, right? And in game, I think it's very important that you have a stable bandwidth because you are streaming video and you don't want to have the game to freeze. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, missing one frame is basically in general the difference between being dead or being alive in the game, right? Uh, right? You want the latency to be as low as possible. So big latency is like, you know, uh, um, even when you're drunk, you know, trying to, to do something or, and it takes, you know, ages and, and, and you see the, the, the effect, you right. know, well, much you, later, even, right? <laughs> even, even one of my favorite mindless games, like a Bejeweled or something like that, your, your jitter is going to still be fr really frustrating from that perspective, right? Now, absolutely. So, so latency is key. And jitter is something that is a bit more technical, but I think you can look it as, uh, you know, the, the person that is playing the drum in a, in a, in a music band. And uh, if the jitter is varying, it's like, you know, the drummer is actually varying his kind of beats. And then you don't know, you know, how, you know, how regular you have to play and when you have to play. And then it's becoming very annoying, right? So that is a kind of issue that you have to fix to actually make this cloud gaming experience as simple and as exciting as possible. Makes sense. One, one of the other things that I, I see about this platform, and I, I want to confirm with you, is that it really changes the 
power of the device, right? I mean, if if you're if you're you could play a game that's actually pretty rigorous from a CPU or GPU perspective on a very lightweight device from that perspective. Is that true? Exactly. And that I think is just uh, the, the top of the iceberg of what, you know, cloud gaming can bring to the gaming industry. But even this top of the iceberg is very exciting because indeed you can take a low end PC that just, you know, can play a video or you can uh, use a smartphone or even a TV screen that is not meant actually to play uh, a game that requires big GPU. So all these screens, you can turn them into real gaming console because all the processing power is on the cloud, right? So you can take the, the, the most demanding game and you can play this on the most dummy devices. Right. And does that get us out of the console wars? So, you know, I don't, I don't need to go pre-buy a, uh, you know, device from somebody to play a game on their, on their platform. You're, you're sort of create some independence where you know, from a consumer's perspective, I've unlocked that dependency, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. So, so basically, it's also making you know, so, uh, the path between I'm looking at a game or I'm reading something about a game and I want to play, I click and I play. I think we are making this, um, this whole you know, um, scenario as simple as possible because indeed, you don't have to download, you don't have to install, you don't have to buy specific hardware. You can just actually... Uh, follow the link, click and play, and then you can access the game. So it's, it's a way really to democratize the access to game, uh, to make it more simple, less costly, um, easier you know, for people to, to discover uh, new games and to access them on all the devices that they want to, uh, to use. It makes a ton of sense to me. It, it also, we, we've had some previous podcasts where we've looked for the, like the edge killer app. And what you're describing to me fits the edge, you know, part of that, because there's an economic model that says I don't have to buy, you know, expensive infrastructure or maintain, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll build, build PCs and you end up, you know, that, that's a lot of work and a lot of expense. Um, what you're describing means that you can deliver a high uh, production value, you know, content to somebody interactively without them having to, you know, buy expensive gear. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's it's a big deal, and this is also really where the edge cloud is uh, is really shining. Because yes, you can already do this on the current public clouds, and our solution is actually supporting you know existing public clouds. But in um, in the edge cloud, where you have basically um, a more predictable jitter, uh, a latency that is you know well constrained, and and the capacity as well to um, to use it uh, uh, globally. I think it really shines, right? And, and I think it makes the experience of the end user much better. When we, actually, when we, yeah, go on. No, please finish. You know, when we started actually to build the technology to make like that, you know, possible, uh, one of the challenge was to have a cloud that is scalable or a solution that is scalable, that means that can grow very fast with the number of users, that is global, uh, meaning, uh, uh, available all, all around the world because you are not building a service, just one country. And uh, that is as well working in terms of uh, cost, right? It has to be uh, not too costly so that you can provide an offering which is 10 to 15 euro, which is basically what people are looking for. Right? So, um, right, so you, you, have an, you have an idea on what the subscription cost needs to be. And so 
you're, you're going to exactly where I wanted to sort of dig in, which is what does it look like to deliver that service, right? So you just described, you know, a cloud infrastructure um, you've just, and, and in data centers that are globally distributed, how close, like, like how far away from a latency perspective are those, those data centers need to be? Do you have to be in the same city? Can you stretch a, you know, a little bit out, you know, to maybe a 200 mile radius or is there, they're actually like a, light speed boundary for you? Mm. So, so basically there is a question of which is a target customer that you want to, uh, to address. Okay. And that I think is a really important point in our business model. And, and maybe I can step back to this, right? Because in, in the gamer segment, you will always have the real hardcore gamers that want to have the ultimate experience, frame rate accuracy, lot of stability. And you know, even though I think that the infrastructure is improving and uh, that the bandwidth is improving and so on, a network is still a network, okay? And if, if people know how a network is actually working, you will have always sometimes some glitches or something like that or some latency and these kind of things. And, and the hardcore gamers, in my opinion, are still going to, uh, to play on consoles for a while, right? But for a large part of the population, uh, that is now getting into gaming. And um, I don't know if this is the same in, in, in the US, but um, Stephen was asking, you know, what, what it looks like in Europe. In Europe, about 60% of the population is playing games, right? And this is becoming massive. It's becoming really uh, um, a way of entertaining yourself, like, you know, listening to music or looking at the series and TV. So it's becoming massive. And for this large part of the population, the issue is more about discovery and access and having, you know, great games to play in a creative catalog rather than the ultimate experience. So back to your question, you know, and this is what we bring right in Black Hat. I think it's a general public entertainment service that brings great games. We have more than 300 of them uh, in, in a very nice way. And for this population, you don't need to have actually the server close to your door, right? I think it can be in the same country or it can be even in Europe. We are actually serving customers in Paris with servers that can be in Highland or in Frankfurt. And this is working pretty well. Uh, if, we, if we go technical, you know, we think that having about 60 to 80 millisecond um, delay in the overall system is, is acceptable. And this is what we get, you know, uh, by using these servers uh, that are located, you know, not not too close from the customers. Uh, of yeah, of course, when you when you had edge cloud capacity, I think the experience become even better, right? And we can go closer to closer to the ultimate gaming experience. So, is there like a management balance? Because I mean, you you let me let me ask it this way: Does your does does Black not also build the management infrastructure to sort of scale those clouds? How do you look at the backend side of this. Yeah, so when we created the company, we look at different options, okay? And uh, there are basically two kind of companies. There are some companies that decided to own their own cloud and actually build their own cloud uh, and develop their own infrastructure. And some others like, like ours basically decided to focus on providing the best service and working on the infrastructure that is being deployed. Right. So um, building your own cloud is, is a massive investment in terms of CapEx. Um, it's, um, 
it's actually actually in, in, when you started the company it was actually a smarter way to work with public cloud that were available and somehow down the road we have been quite lucky because there was new kind of clouds like edge cloud developing by by operators that start appearing with the advent of 5g as well and uh, this edge cloud has got the you know the, the capability to be better in terms of latency in terms of again jitter bandwidth uh, and probably in, in terms of cost as well and this is basically the cloud that we are, we are now looking for in terms of deployment makes a lot of sense and so does that do you then pick like a single vendor and then build your tooling to you know focus on you know like an amazon cloud or you know i'm picking amazon just as a, as a dominant vendor but is are you are you actually trying to be uh, platform neutral so that you can go wherever you feel like the best geos are? So we started uh, the, the technical solution to be really cloud agnostic, okay? Because if you want to be again global, you need to be uh, to be able to pick up uh, based on the country which cloud provider is available in there and to to, to take the best one or the cheaper one or the more you know efficient one. So the, the solution by design was built to be multi-cloud. And when we started the company, it was back in 2016, uh, there was only Amazon actually providing GPU, so the processing, the graphical processing power on the cloud. So we started with Amazon. Then uh, other cloud provider like uh, Azure, like uh, basically uh, Google started to have GPU in their infrastructure. And then we uh, indeed, um, uh, it was kind of easy for us because it was by design made this way. Uh, we basically uh, supported this cloud infrastructure. And more recently, we have you know great initiative like um, you know Hedge Gravity from from Ericsson that actually is leveraging the infrastructure from the operators. Uh, that is to me probably one of the the, the most exciting uh, infrastructure that is now appearing on the market because. It both provides the capacity to scale. It provides the capacity to be global. It leverages an infrastructure from the operators that has the capacity to have a great you know, uh, uh, metrics in terms of bandwidth, latency, jitter. So you know, I think it, I think it was made for the cloud gaming, right? So I think it, it, it's a great opportunity that we, that we are looking ahead. See, see, I was going to say, Rob, see, you know, I'm all about gaming, right? You just didn't know it. And that's why I'm where I'm at, because, you know, gaming is it. I was going to say, I did see a quote uh, yesterday or the other day that said someone estimated that 50% of 5G traffic in the next couple of years will be gaming. And I, I think people don't realize how big gaming is going to explode with Edge and that we're just kind of seeing it and getting to understand it. I've seen similar uh, statistics, Stephen, right? I think it's a, it was a bit more specific. It is going to be uh, more than 50. And in, back in, two, in 2022, uh, actually already 20% of the 5G traffic is going to be from cloud gaming itself. So, so it seems that, yes, gaming is going to be big. And, and cloud gaming, which is this capacity to actually bring gaming to every devices, uh, is going to be actually uh, to take a big chunk of that uh, of that cake. It, it makes a sense to me to, that we're going to create things that are platform agnostic, um, and that that is going to be a way for you know somebody to deliver a game to a much broader platform than have to code it for Android and for Apple and for 
you know, X tablet and Y tablet. It's, it, it, it's a, it's a, makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I'm interested from, you know, what makes an infrastructure because one of the things that, that for, for us on the show, you know, we really drill into is this, the, this idea of, of thing behind the IoT, the, what that infrastructure is, what makes an infrastructure attractive for you? What, what would be your, you look for when you go shopping for a provider at the edge? Hmm. So I, I would go back to the, to, not to, to my initial metrics, and it was really how we looked at the infrastructure when we started the company. Scalability, okay, really the, the capability to address very quickly a large number of customers. Globality, the idea to, I mean, the possibility to be really available on all parts of the world. And last but not least, the cost part of it, right? I think you need to be able to provide a service that is going to be between 10 to 15 euro per month because this is actually the benchmark on the market and your cloud infrastructure need to support that cost. Right? Uh, in addition to this, there is a kind of, uh, you know, more technical metrics that I mentioned about these clouds need to be well connected with the distribution, you know, with the channel, with the bandwidth and uh, operators cloud actually, you know, build this way. So that's great. Uh, latency and uh, Jitter. And, and do you have like um, from building the cloud infrastructure? You said GPU GPUs are a requirement. That makes sense. Is there a tooling preference that you have behind the scenes? Like, um, are you are you relying on a platform that you install, or are you know is there certain API components that you feel like are just critical for making edge edge work? So if if we go back on the infrastructure on the cloud and at at a more technical level. Um, you know, the, the solution that we provide allow every single device to, uh, to play, you know, big games and whatever, you know, uh, processing power these games require. So this is defragmenting the device part. But what we did as well, we defragmented the uh, game production part. This means that on our platform, you can take an Android game and virtualize it. You can take a Windows game, a Linux game. Mm. So basically, uh, we are not requiring the game publishers to create just for one platform, right? So I think contrary to uh, to console where you say, look, uh, Mr. Game Publisher, please, you know, create content exclusively for PS4 or for Stadia or for, you know, Xbox, whatever. Uh, on the on the contrary, we say, look, um, take the preferred, you know, your preferred uh, platform and we are going to actually virtualize this platform and we are going to bring these games on all the devices of the planet. Wow. Okay. So it truly is a virtualized game platform uh, yes. infrastructure. Absolutely. And and, and, and just sorry, Rob, go, go on. Now, so back to your question also on the, on the technical capabilities or so. You know, if if you if you want to do that, you actually need to develop a piece of software that is doing this virtualization and is abstracting. Uh, whatever CPU, GPU uh, that you have on the on the infrastructure, so that you can run any of these games, you know, on the on the platform. And this is basically one of the you know important part of our IP is actually this capacity to uh, independently from the cloud infrastructure run any games, Android, Linux, you know, Windows um, on uh, the infrastructure that is that is uh, underlay. Yeah, that's powerful. That that takes a lot of overhead off of off of the users from that perspective. And and just so I you know, I think everybody'd be interested, you know, Blacknut is providing that 
infrastructure? What's, you know, which you're, you're providing the service is, and the services are, is a SaaS. Are you, are you also like trying to make parts of this technology available outside of the service itself? So we are providing the service, but not the infrastructure. Okay. So we rely on partners like, uh, again, the public cloud we mentioned, but also Ericsson Edge Gravity, for example. So we rely on them for the infrastructure. We provide the service, the B2C service, or so the direct to consumer service of providing a catalog of games to the end user. So on this, we really uh, source a great catalog of games. We have more than 300 premium titles on the platform, and we deliver this from the cloud to the end user, you know, for this 10 to 15 euro per month. Right? So that actually is our core business, this B2C part. Uh, but as you mentioned, the, um, the infrastructure can also be used uh, to be made available to certain publishers. Maybe, you know, uh, certain publishers want to use this just for streaming one game. So you can say, look, I'm, uh, I'm EA, I want to stream, you know, FIFA, and I want to use this infrastructure. But I think this is also a model that we, uh, that we can have. And if you look broader, actually, you could use this to stream any application. And beyond gaming, mm. what we have developed can also be used for other applications. That makes a lot of sense. And so, when you look at building the platform out, um, you know, we've talked to people who are trying to like do, you know, manage platforms and, and, you know, a lot of containerized, you know, sort of fixing containerized stuff. What are the technical challenges that you felt like were, were hardest to solve in this distributed environment? Um, one of the things is that uh, for, for each of the different infrastructure, you have actually some fragmentation as well, you know, on how the storage is used, on how the VM is used, and all these kind of things. And if you want to have a very seamless experience, like you play, uh, you click on the game, and, and you play in less than, let's say, 20 seconds, if you do this in, a, in the most, uh, you know, uh, standard way on, on public cloud, like Amazon and so on, could take probably some time. So I think we have really optimized this so that the experience is really smooth. And in less than 20 seconds, you can actually uh, launch the game and, and, and start playing. Um, that, that, that was one of the challenge. The second challenge is about density. Density means the number of games that you can run on a given infrastructure. And uh, what we have done here is also to optimize the density, so the number of games you can run in parallel on a given hardware. Is there is there some way that you create isolation from that perspective, or you just help help improve density? We help improve density on on uh, based on the you know on uh, on each uh, hardware infrastructure, and we we work with actually you know big guys like Intel or Nvidia to to achieve this kind of thing. That's also part oh, of nice. our you know of our infrastructure of our platform. Interesting. Are you able to take a a game that is very demanding and sort of isolate it, or you know? bundle it with games that have less graphical demands and then sort of balance your resources? Yes, absolutely. So that's the kind of technology that we put in place. And, uh, you know, some cloud infrastructure have this, but this is very cloud specific. And, and what we have developed here is something that is actually generic and can be used on different clouds altogether. Wow. And so I, I'm curious on the storage pieces, because one of the things that, that I feel like has been a real gap in ev all these edge conversations is you know, distributed storage. 
uh, it doesn't sound like you really have to solve distributed storage for what you're doing, but you, you, is there something that would make your life in storage easier from this distributed perspective? What's, what's the state of the art there? Yeah, so I think there is again, this was actually a headache, right? I think to, to solve this and it's, it's not yeah. necessarily about distributed storage, but it's about having the right game available in uh, the right time in a given VM, right? And if, of course, your game is stored in certain location and then you can need to bring this game here in another location, this can take some time. As you know, games can be several gigabytes, right? So I think it, it can can really be annoying. So this is also some of the things that we stole, uh, that, that we solve, you know, with I think some kind of a, a specific, specific technology and, and prediction on what games are going to be run on what VMs and, and making some kind of um, uh, units of games that are bundled together so that indeed we don't have to do this kind of uh, transferring the games and transferring all this data uh, from one location to another. Makes sense. And, and then as part of your multi-cloud strategy, did did you end up picking you know a standard platform like is there a Kubernetes infrastructure in there somewhere or um, you know, some, something that other people would be like oh yeah of yeah. course they use this piece or that piece uh, that's the point I think if if you if you use one thing that is specific to one cloud then you're stuck to you know to Google or to Amazon or and then I think it's mm. an issue right so I think we indeed have solved this in a way that is agnostic from the things that are so specific to a, to a given cloud. Fascinating. That, that is remarkable. I, Stephen, I've been learning a lot. Um, I, I, my, yeah. my, back, my back of my timer is saying that I'm about to be interrupted, but. No, it was, it was fantastic. I know we've been trying to get Olivier for a little while to work this out, but, um, you know, gaming is really fascinating to me and how it's being delivered and it seems like you know as we keep moving along edge discussions we're going to see more gaming companies on this podcast i would love that i think that's yeah. great so so olivier um if people are interested in not just learning about your company but playing games and everything on your company uh where should where should they go after listening to this podcast so this is as simple as going to our website so it's um www.blacknet.com and then you can actually uh just uh, enjoy 14 days of free trial, access all the standards of knife games that, uh, that we have. And uh, obviously, we'd like to, to see you stay more, right? Um, we, we are adding games every week. Every, uh, every week, we're adding new games. So I think it's, uh, it's something that is uh, ever improving. And I'm very proud about the partners we have on the, on the platform. So that's that as simple as this. And you can access them on your PC, you know, PC, Linux, Mac, whatever you like, uh, on your mobile, on your TV screen. We have a, a big partnership with Samsung and our application is, uh, is pre-installed in there. And uh, we also work on the Fire TV stick from Amazon. So if you have a Fire TV stick, um, search BlackNut and you can just transform your Fire TV stick into a game console. Wow. Amazing. amazing. I have a Fire stick. Yeah. I, I don't know Go if I it. should show my son this or not. <laughs> my son will be, I'll never see my TV again if I do that. Well, thank you. Thank you both. This is uh, just fantastic. I'm, I'm really, really liking all this game stuff, Rob, and I will keep searching out uh, new stuff. And to our listeners, uh, if you'd like to 
you know, learn more, certainly go check out Blacknut. It's, I was on their website uh, earlier. It's very neat. They have cool games. And uh, if you want to talk to us about gaming as a guest, reach out to Rob or myself. We'll happen to have you on. And uh, Olivia and Rob, thanks again, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you.